Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last. You are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 97. That's fucking nuts. Today on the show is Dynatron. And uh, we're going to get to that in just a little bit, but we're going to listen to some music. We're going to take care of some business. I can't believe it's episode 97. You know, Sunglasses Kid posted this thing on Facebook where he was listing his favorite movies starting on his birth year, which I guess for him and I is the same year, I think. And uh, I don't usually take part in those stupid things, you know, on Facebook where they're like, what's your favorite band? And then name 10 bands and pass it along. Like, I don't usually do that stuff. But this one seemed fun to me, so I started making my list. And uh, maybe I'll tease it out over future episodes and we can all see if we agree. Because sometimes there's some movies that are really good, but they're not necessarily in my rotation, so then I don't know how I deal with those ones. You know, like uh, The Thing, for example. John Carpenter's The Thing. Now, it's a great film, the effects are great, but it's not one of the movies that's on my rotation, because I'm not really, like, a horror film guy. So, I like the movie a lot, but I'm like, does it go on my list if it's not a movie I watch that often? And there's some movies that I don't think are good, but they're in my rotation, (laughs) because I watch them. You know, like, some of those might sound like crimes. I've seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation, more times than I've seen John Carpenter's The Thing. Do I put Mortal Kombat Annihilation on the list? I mean, it is a terrible film. Maybe one of the worst. So what do I do with it? Because it's there, and I've seen it a bunch of times, and I own it on Blu-ray, so does it go on the list, you know? So that's what I've been uh, pondering, but uh, these are unimportant issues. Did you know that Beyond Synth was brought to you by Down to Jam? Of course you do, because you listen all the time, and you've heard me say it. So go to their website, downtojam.com, D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. It is a social networking site for musicians. If you're looking for a partner to jam with, you go to downtojam.com and you see if there's somebody in your area, and then you jam. And that's all I have to say about that. So let's listen to some music. This is Synthatiger. I've played tracks by them before, and this is a new one from the album Turbo Drive. This is Away from the Galaxy.
And that was Away from the Galaxy by Syntha Tiger. Off the album Turbo Drive, that is a cool song. All right, let's go to the mail sack real quick. Be faithful listeners writing to the show, hoping that you know All right, this is a comment from uh, Nick Autry. I believe that's how you say that. Uh, and he was listening to the show and he said, uh, I really love the episode you did with Droid. That's Droid Bishop. The chemistry there is hilarious, almost like you guys have been friends since childhood. All the comments on nostalgic movies and Nintendo really brought me back. Listening to your show literally makes me feel like I'm sitting around with my friends I grew up with. The discussion is identical. So funny how we all have the same discussions. Your comment about Mario Paint and how everyone would spend the night at a birthday sleepover and animate boobs, etc. I was in tears because that is exactly what we did. I'm 38 with wife and kids and I needed a show like yours. The mix of killer tunes with movie game discussion is a fantastic format. Thanks again. Looking forward to future shows well uh thanks dude i'm glad you enjoy the show i think that's what a lot of people sort of get out of this because i don't enjoy you know the regular interview format and i have to sort of speed past those sorts of things and get to the fun conversation because that's what i enjoy doing and i really want this show to feel like sitting and having a beer with these people you know it's cool that uh, i talk to people who make cool music or are involved with the synthwave scene in some way and i just wanted to feel that you know, it's like comfortable where you can laugh and just talk about sort of silly things. And I'm glad that you guys enjoy it too. So thank Nick. Thank Nick. <laughs> thank Nick, everybody. He's a good guy. Um, let's listen to another track and then we'll do the Patreon and then we'll talk to Dynatron. Because he makes fucking wicked music and you should listen to it. So this was a song, uh, this was a song, this is a song uh, by a lady named Rena Hart, and uh, it's kind of more contemporary, but I really liked the vocal. I just thought it was a, a cool sounding vocal in this track, and that's why I'm going to play it. This is Slow by Rena Hart.
And that was Rena Hart with the track Slow. And in brackets, produced by Excel Beats. Some dude called Excel Beats, I guess. But uh, I like that vocal. I think it's cool, man. Hit her up for some vocals. There's so many cool vocalists out there. Uh, and it's always great when they collaborate with the synthwave artists. I always like that. And uh, I think if you're a synthwave artist and you're looking for vocalists, I mean, think outside the box. I mean, obviously, there's a few vocalists who work primarily with the retro, you know, synth community. But there's other vocalists like uh, folk singers and stuff where you'll find really interesting voices. And uh, hit those people up, man. I think when people enjoy singing... Even if it's not necessarily their bag, like the electronic music, it's always nice to find those weird combinations. And I think if you are a synth artist looking for vocalists, uh, try that, man. Like, hit up, uh, you know, singer-songwriter types and country and stuff, you know what I mean? Because there's, I see a ton of those. You know, like a girl with a guitar. And I think, wow, like, what a great voice. Wouldn't it be cool if, uh, you know, that was on some synth music? Because that's all I give a shit about. <laughs> You can take your fucking folk bullshit, uh, but uh, you put your voice on there with some keyboards in the background, and I am in. I also don't mind folk music, but uh, you know, I, you know what I like. <laughs> you know what I like. Let's uh, go to the Patreon. Alright guys, Beyond Synth has a Patreon. If you don't know what that is, that's a way you can support this show. Patreon is like Kickstarter, except you give a monthly donation. You can give as little as a dollar a month, and every little bit counts. Uh, if you donate more, then there are special perks, rewards, and I think we just reached one of our first goals, which means I have to set a new bar. But remember guys, it's not cause to be too excited, because... With Patreon, obviously people drop out, they change their donations, so it's not quite like Kickstarter. Like, when someone reaches a Kickstarter goal, that means, hey, we got our 40 grand, we can make our video game. With Patreon, it's an ongoing donation thing, so even though we've hit the first goal, which means I'm now uh, required to do a video portion of Beyond Synth, which I will do, which I'm setting up right now, but I don't want to give too much away. Let's just say I'm starting to work on a set because I want this thing to have a set. And the bottom line is this. Even though we reached the first goal, obviously, like, this month, you know, like, ten people could just decide they don't want to donate to Patreon anymore and then we're not reaching the goal. Now, I'm moving ahead with the video project anyways, but it's always uh, important to know that. So anyways, point is this. Let's thank my lovely Pattersons, the people who donate to Patreon. There's Power85, there's Bending Unit 22, Ravonia, Brendan Kellum, Lunar Baboon, Terrence Thompson, Knox Bello, Nathan Winter, Data Suck, Russ Nyes, Seach, Kanaz, The Fear Merchant, Russell Hugo, Arjen1981, Kyle, Python Blue, Eric Valerio, Junk Mail Jeff, Replicant 81, Katner, Girls with Tails, I90RR, Zychorax, Jeff Block, Mitch Wiseman, Tomasz Bubinicek, 
Chris Schmokel, Common Synths. Here's a new one, Airman. Thanks, Airman, for your donation to Beyond Synth. It means a lot to me when I see new donors on the show, and uh, thanks, dude. Thank you, Airman. Airman. Just like, was there an Airman and Mega Man? Of course there was. I feel like they did all the main ones in the early games, and then by the time it gets like Mega Man 8, it's like Cucumber Man and Shit Man. And then my lovely $5 Pattersons, there's Saloya, Kai, X-Riz Music, Joe and Lando, Devious Raven, John Eternal, Roman, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Lame Robot, Florence Bullock, Mono Memory, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, New Gat Ninja, Veilingo, Greg Smith, Mike Shima, Night Raptor, Stu M. I've just been informed that Stu M was Kill Switch Flickar, but Kill Switch Flickar is dead and Stu M rises from the ashes. Rise from your grave. There's the Rosconian, Ethan Hennings, Blake Peterson, and my lovely donation of the Beast, Lucas Ceballos, and Hellroy. And then my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Jacob Wick, Polly Digital, Nathaniel Rivera, Will Lowe, Winfield, Ezra Van Dam, Victor Garza, Fraser Davidson, Colin Bennett, Trevor Resnick, and Jake Last. Thanks, guys, for donating to Beyond Synth. You know what? Today, I'm going to acknowledge all the people who have donated weird amounts. Because as you know, the Patreon has very specific amounts, and some people choose to input their own wackiness, like Bending Unit 22, it is 278. Is that an important number for you, Bending Unit 22? Katner with a dollar eight. 108, what does it mean? Replicant 81 with 101. Depeche Mode 101. Girls with Tails, 123, I get that one. Zykorax, 125, what does it mean? Tomasz Bubinicek, 314, what does that mean? Common Sense, 333, what does that mean? That's like half the donation of the beast. Chris Schmokel, 420, I get it, bro, 420. X-Riz Music, 555, the old triple five. Not quite the devil, but close. Ethan Hennings with 501. Is there some sort of secret code? 567 from Blake Peterson. I get that one. Sequential numbers. Of course, the donation of the Beast from Lucas Ceballos and Hellroy, 666. I get that one. And of course, Jacob Wick with 1283. What does it mean? I have no idea, but I tell you what I do know. We're going to listen to some fucking cool music. This is a track by Zalza. Z-A-L-Z-A. Or is it like Zalza? I don't know. This is a track called Play.
that was play by Salz Zalz fuck <laughs> Zalza Zalza or Zalza one of those two and that's a cool one it's got a video game vibe it uh, takes me back to playing old games that weird video gamey baseline in the background is cool anyways guys listen i got nothing more to say to you right now let's now travel to denmark and my conversation with dinatron All right. Well, I am here with Dynatron. <laughs> yes. Uh, hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. So, what's uh, what were you watching? <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I just we had this thing scheduled, and I think you were watching some TV. And, uh, and now I'm very curious. Do you do you have like family or kids or something? Were you watching like kids shows? Oh uh, no, he, he's sleeping. But you know, I, if my my wife and I we are just watching some just regular family stuff like baking contest. It's it's not. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Is this like a one that's regional or like one of the American ones? It's called the Big Bake Duel. The Big Bake Duel. I'm translating on the run here. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have those. They have those here. Where you mean like where there's like three chefs and they get some ingredients and they have to make something? Uh, not exactly. Like they bake cakes. Oh, okay, but like, is it a competition or are you just following? Yes. Like, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that what that's what I'm worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get your inspiration for the music somehow, man. <laughs> From the big bake duel. True, just uh, watching telly and and drinking some beer and just relaxing, you know. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name? Because I was going to say it, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't know that I can say it. I say yeah, it's a very common question. My name is Yippa. Yippa. Exactly. Yippa. Yeah. Yep. So what's the what's the like the origin of this name? As far as I know, it's it originates from Jacob. I, I don't know exactly how it <laughs> came to be Yep, but it, when when you look it up, it originates from Jacob. Okay, okay, okay. So what's the well, like where do you live? Well, I actually just moved. I used to live in Copenhagen, and uh, now I uh, and I'm living in Hastin, which is just a little outside. Aarhus in Denmark, you know, it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very local. <laughs> There's all these words that I have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, well, you know the guy from from uh, Code Electro, and he's from Aarhus, so I live actually close close to him. Well, that's that's exciting. So you just moved? Yeah, that's, that's mm. the big move because we moved from one end of the country to another end so like the drops and uh, friends and network and family everything is just like puzzled over now now you have to keep yourselves company with the the big bake uh, competition <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> no yet my studio is not set up uh, not yet so i just i watch a lot of television <laughs> so are, are you going to have a proper studio in your new place? Are you, did you move to a bigger place or were you guys just moving because of work stuff? Uh, we moved to a bigger place. We bought a house. Ooh. Yeah. Home ownership. You feel like a real adult now? Mm, uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> 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 like actually, getting a kid was more like, now you're an adult. Now you have responsibility for another life and that yeah. really makes you feel like a grown up. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's true. Well, we've got two now, but uh, yeah, I know that feeling. But now my son, he just plays video games all day, <laughs> and 
that was one of those things where when he was young and I let him play games because I thought, wouldn't it be cool? He can grow up and play games and stuff. Mm. And then it went a little too far. And now, like, he <laughs> just loves, like, games. Like, he just, I mean, he'll be really good at them. And he's very good for his age. But um, how, how old is he? He's six now. Okay. And he plays a lot of PlayStation 4. And he pretty much, he hogs it. Like, he plays it all day, and then I don't get to play, right? And I got, you know, I've got Skyrim Special Edition, and I want to be playing it all the time. And meanwhile, he's on the TV playing other stuff, and nothing I can do. Just uh, get him a secondary TV. Um, Yeah, but then I feel weird about that, too. Why? Well, I don't know. Like, our, our you know, our thing is set up in the sort of the main room, so it still feels like kind of a, you know, that's the family room, mm. I guess, you know? So once, once you give, like, a... <laughs> I'm thinking in terms of, you know, once you give, like, a boy a TV in his own room. You're never gonna, you're never gonna see him in again. Yeah. <laughs> then when we become teenagers, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember true. how excited I was. I had, uh, I didn't have a TV in my room when I was a kid, but I had this old Commodore monitor mm. from the Commodore 64, <laughs> and it worked, so I could plug a VCR in, so once, uh... Anyway, how's about <laughs> Sorry, that story was about to go in a stupid place. <laughs> But it was it, it, the monitor was. It Let me tell you about all the pornography I watched. Whoa! <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know why. That's literally where that story was going. So we can cut it short. But anyways, dude, listen. All right. <laughs> you are Dynatron. True. And. <laughs> It, it is me. <laughs> yeah, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> and uh, you make some uh, wicked music that I'm a big fan of. Thank you very much. And we are going to listen to some, and we're going to talk about it, and that's what today is all about. So let's cool. uh, let's listen to a track, and then we will uh, we'll talk more. So here was a cool track. This was from your album, Escape Velocity, and this is a track called Propulsion Overdrive. Thank you. 
And that was Propulsion Overdrive by Dynatron. And I'm here with Dynatron right now. I'm going to try and say your name. Epe. Like that. <laughs> that wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot already, man. My memory is shit. Okay, say it for me again. Okay, my name is Yippe. Yippe. Yes. Yippe. That's right. Yippe. That's right. <laughs> so if I were to write that phonetically, yippe, like that. Yippe. <laughs> It sounds yep. like you, you pronounce it with Y. Yeah, that's that's not a Y. It's, it's a J. Yeah, but see, our J's are J, J, J. That's true. J. That's the uh, English J's. J, J. So, yep. Uh, that's better. That's 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 closer. Now, now, do, do I have to hold the the beginning sound for so long? Mm. Do people go like yep? No. <laughs> <laughs> Only for fun, <laughs> or if you're from uh, outside Denmark. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that a thing? I guess. It, are there regional uh, accents? Not in Denmark. In Denmark, it's always just "yep." But outside Denmark, uh, no one knows how to pronounce the name. So it's it's kind of a, a weird name, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not common in Denmark, but every everybody knows it because we have some known. Uh, people in Denmark that's called Yep. So from from history we know people that's called Yep. So everybody know knows the name Yep. <laughs> so. I just like hearing it over and over again. It's awesome. <laughs> you know I, I was in I was in in, in, uh, in France uh, skiing and uh, I, I was going to get some gear. I needed some some GoPro gear and uh, I had to ask for it because we couldn't find it. Mm. <laughs> And the guy had to take a note of my name, and seriously, he, he couldn't understand any of it. So it, it, it turned out to be Mr. Jipper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Mr. Jipper. Mr. Jipper? I'm Mr. Jipper. <laughs> We made a song out of it just for fun, because it, it was hilarious. This guy was just... He, he, <laughs> he couldn't understand anything, and I, I told him like ten times, and he was like, oh, Mr. Jipper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the burden people have to bear when they have interesting names, right? You you go through your whole life like that. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me then about uh, about Dynatron here. So when when did you start uh, making the music? The first track was from April 2012. I did that in uh, in a week, and then I posted it. I think that was save the moment. Then my second track, like Space Operators, actually pretty much shows what Dynatron is exactly at the point when it started you know it's, it's the first track from my first album and it was very um, very much sounded like the rest of the album in a way so I think not the first track but the second track was, was pretty close to what I wanted to do at that point um, I remember in autumn 2011 I was talking to, to Neros you know Neros77 from some YouTube he's a friend of mine right yeah yeah and uh, he showed me the music and for a couple of months I was really uh, really listening to it and I was like wow this is really cool and I wanted to do something because I've been composing music for a long time and just it was very natural for me to go into that and just explore it and, and make some music I bought the the Laserhawk Visitors album and I listened to that album a lot <laughs> like really 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 much yeah 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 it's not like my music sounds like that album but 
there's a lot of influences from that album. Well, that one is a good one. So when you said you were uh, making music before, mm-hmm. what kind of music were you making? No, that was a, that was a death metal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. There is this um, like I've found that is like a big pattern. Like there's a lot of people who uh, you know like come from bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's especially uh, well, like with blood music and stuff like that. You know, a lot yeah. of people who are like in you know, like metal bands before and then make this sort of transition to uh, to electronic music. But however, yours, it's funny because yours is more um, some guys that have like that metal influence and I can hear it in the music, mm. you know, where it's like very loud and thrashing and this and that. But yours is very sort of like cinematic. Mm. Um, there's these nice melodies and stuff through it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't have immediately pegged you as a, a death metal guy other no. than you're from Denmark. <laughs> Other, other than, do you know a lot of people playing death metal from Denmark? Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like it's, that's like a thing, like from those like kind of Scandinavian sort of countries. That's oh. where like a lot of death metal comes from. Yeah, that's true. And aqua. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that and aqua. Well, you know, because exactly. there's, there's something about the, the Nordic, uh, you know, like the Viking style fucking mm. uh, metal music or whatever. And that's where it's sort of... Uh, I, I know very little about this, by the way. I'm pretending to know right now, but, <laughs> but it's true. You know, the Swedes they have they have music education very early in school, so for them it's very natural to pursue music in a very early age, and, and they're quite quite good at making music. You, you know, there's a lot of Swedish bands that get exposed to the rest of the world very easily. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Let's go. We're gonna go, we're gonna move forward through time here through the Dynatron catalog. So then uh, we're moving to the album uh, Throttle Up, and this was a song that uh, I really dug. This is called Rise to the Stars. Four, three, two, one, zero, ignition.
And that was Rise to the Stars by Dynatron. And I'm here with Dynatron right now. And I just like to say Dynatron. I like when anything ends with that Tron thing because it sounds like Transformers to me. So it's just so fun to say Dynatron. 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 Um, oh, like the, oh, you should say it like Dan Terminus did. He said Dynatron, famous Russian producer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, talk to me about this track because this one was cool. I like, uh, I love the melody in this song with like the synth kind of bell sound. Mm. I think that's what I like in your music, especially is you do come up with these really cool and catchy melodies. Like I always like the the melody hook in your mm. tunes. Yeah, that's the whole point of the of a track. It's like if there's no theme or melody, there's no track. Mm-hmm. So I need to have every 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 track I do. There's is a certain certain theme or melody that is the core of the track and that's the point because without a theme there is no track mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier a lot of my stuff is very cinematic when we talked about uh, metal and, and you, you can hear influences in other people's music and it wasn't so clear in my music it's because I listen a lot to soundtracks and that's a kind of a different approach to making music and there's always a theme in soundtracks you know like this there's a main theme and there's a secondary theme or a tertiary whatever it's called theme yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know the word in danish tertiary i don't even tertiary i, I it's <laughs> a word i don't think i ever i never use it in english no i think it's tertiary hold on it must be right let me let me uh i'm gonna go to google here define <laughs> Tertiary. Tertiary. Third, in order of level. Yeah. So that's true. So that's the that's third in order of level. In geology, it is <laughs> of relating to or denoting the first period of the Cenozoic era between the Cretaceous and Quaternary periods and comprising the... Okay, these are all words I can't say. All right. <laughs> So we le- <laughs> we, learned- <laughs> we learned a bit today. <laughs> Not cool. We're going into geography as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what were some uh, like when you were growing up and listening to soundtracks? And like, what were some of the ones that you uh, that you liked? James Newton Howard, Elliot Goldenthal, James Horner. You know, and yeah. John Williams. There's a lot of good composers out there, and I think I always refer to Alien, Alien Two, and Alien Three. Also, Alien 3, just listen to that soundtrack. It's very, very dark. Elliot Goldenson really did that very well. Well, see, I'm one of the, I'm one of like the few people in the world who actually likes Alien 3. Mm. I like it too. I, I think that movie just looks, it looks great. I mean, what I saw it when I was a kid, so I didn't notice, like I understand as an adult, if you were really liked Alien and Alien 2, how Alien 3 is kind of annoying from a story level because they killed off those characters right at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. And I understand why people don't like it, but since I saw it as a kid, I just accepted that that was where the story went. And so as an adult, I still don't... It doesn't bug me in that same way. And I think that movie looks great, and it does have a cool score. Yeah. The only problem about that movie is the special effects. That looks sucks. Yeah, there's some bad ones. Yeah, when the alien's, like, running around, and he's Ah. like... I can't even tell if it's, like, very early CGI or what it is, but it's not great. (laughs) I think it's very early CGI. It's from 93. Yeah. Probably made in 92. So, you know, like, 
what computer did you have in 92? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what he could do. <laughs> I think the computer I had in 92 didn't have color, so... <laughs> well, that, that's not true. It was probably the 486DX. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did a lot of the computers when I was 11 years old. <laughs> when I was young, I used to always play Terminator. Like, that's what I would play in the schoolyard. Mm. When, mm. when Terminator 2 came out. And I loved the T-1000. And part of me playing and pretending to be the T-1000 was making the sound, like the music. Like, you know, whenever the Terminator's on screen in Terminator 2, the, mm. the, the T-1000, and it does that... Oh, I love it. And I, I would do that... Yeah, I would like hum that like when I played Terminator. So like that would be that was part of me getting into character, right? So whenever the T-1000's on the scene, he's got to be the. That's pretty cool. And actually, that reminds me a lot of what my son does. That every time that we drive backwards or walk backwards, he's like. Dee, dee, dee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him that. <laughs> No, that's awesome. <laughs> It's kind of like the same thing. He's getting into character. Like right now, we are going backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hilarious what they what they pick up, especially with the shows and things. Like when, when my son watches uh, certain TV shows, and it doesn't even seem like he's paying attention, and then like a month later, he'll just be saying dialogue and repeating things. And I'm like, where'd you hear that? Like, just they pick up phrases and all sorts of stuff. Like, it's a uh, it's really interesting. Well, how old's your son? Is he young uh, still? Or? Yeah, he's he's just a. Uh, A little above two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So But he's actually, just getting into. Yeah. You know, you want your son to watch uh, shows for for boys and everything. He would rather watch uh, Lego Friends, which is for girls. But you know why? It's because there's music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually they actually sing and dance, and that's even though you think oh it's for girls and there is horses and shit, but <laughs> he, he watches. <laughs> <laughs> but he watches this for the music and that's really something that I can I, I accept that fully there's no problem in that for me because he's into music and he's only two yeah 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 so that's that that warms my heart yeah we haven't been too um like he watches what he watches on the on the kids network and like mm. he does gravitate towards the boy things like he's he gets all excited when there's like ninjas and guns and stuff like that mm. But he, but he still. That's the funny thing, right? Because people, especially people who don't have kids, they like to talk about how you know, like, oh, kids these days, you know, they they're gonna grow up crazy because they have access to all this, you know, this stuff that we didn't have. Mm. And as I see my son grow up, I'm seeing that like kids are like exactly the same. They just, they're the same. They just have access to cooler toys. Huh. Yeah. So, because as he grows up, I see the way he plays with his friends, and it's exactly the same way that I played, except instead of an Atari on the TV, they get to play a PlayStation 4. Mm. Um, but essentially, they say the kind of the same things, and and they do kind of the same things, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And as far as, like, TV goes, he does watch a few shows that are, like, girl shows, I guess. But they actually the ones he watches annoys me because I hate the theme song. Like there's this one that has this there's this show and it's called what the hell is it called? Little Charmers, all right? Because it's about these little like magician girls. And it's and it's so it's got the most frustrating theme song. Like it just and I'm the kind of guy that um, when a when a song annoys me, I like to torture myself with it. 
so like when there's when there's like bad music on like uh, when we used to have like music television when they still played like music videos and stuff (laughs) and whenever there would be like some terrible song by like Gwen Stefani or something (laughs) um, it would annoy me so much that when it was on I would have to watch it like I would just sit there and just watch like the milk remember that song Milkshake uh, did you get that over there? I think we did. It was like yeah, my milkshake brings all the boys oh, to the. Anyway, it's the. It's the. Fuck. Anyway, every time. The- <laughs> <laughs> it was like the the worst. Oh, every time that thing's on, though, I have to watch it. Uh, oh shit, man! Because but, it makes like, me so I, I mad. Even, even get angry, just just you yeah. humming it. It's like fucking. That's <laughs> 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 just gonna. I want to throw the computer out the window. Yeah. No. no, I know, I know. There's that. There's oh my god. Listen. Yes. Well, well <laughs> we should play us. We should play another song. You're speaking of terrible music. Let's listen to some fucking good music. All right. So here is another track I really dug from Throttle Up, uh, and this was a track called Intergalactic Highway by Dynatron.
And that was Intergalactic Highway by Dynatron. And I'm here with Dynatron right now. Yep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I'm noticing a theme. I'm noticing a theme with all of your tracks. Yeah. uh, Where there seems to be a sort of a space kind of theme. Oh, really? You seem to like space things. (laughs) That's true. So what's that? Are you you like... uh, do you have like a superficial thing? Or are you like a like a nerd for space? Or that's that's actually a good question because I think it um, it has evolved when I when I was doing Dynatron. It it wasn't re- like how it is now mm-hmm. when I'm actually thinking a lot about other planets and stuff in in space. I didn't do that much when I started Dynatron. I was like, it was I did the second track I did space operators. I was like, oh, that's a cool theme. Let's do something about space. I, I can't remember if there was something going on, if NASA sent a shuttle off or something like that. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but I chose to do something about space, and that it just made a lot of sense. And since then, I just kept doing that, and gradually my interest for space just uh, Increased. Oh, so it's sort of happening simultaneously then, like the with yeah. the music and yeah, okay. But but also when I was a kid, I was watching the stars and I was like watching. Oh, that's cool! This star, this is stars, and this is a planet. I can see the difference between a star and a planet. Did you have a telescope? No, I just knew because you know when you watch Venus, it's it's in the sky. You, you can see it, it's very clear and it's a very bright light. So mm. this this is not a star. That's 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 a planet. It's obvious when you look at it. If you go a little, just if you have a small interest for you, when you look at just for the sky and, and look for it, and you can see oh, this is a planet because it's much brighter than all the stars. I noticed some of the song titles, like in your later ones, some of them have like more specific kind of sounding things. Or are you like doing research for stuff, or are you like just being like in tune to what NASA's up to, or both? I like to research uh, and also be in tune with what, what's going on because, you know, there's the Kepler missions. Actually, I was living on Kepler Street before we moved. Mm. And that was kind of fun because, like, it made sense to do a space theme when I was living on a street uh, named from a astrologist. And um, just continue to explore what's going on. And, and just like, like the, my last EP, the Regal Axiom, I really wanted to explore what what could be out there, like if there were a planetary system that we were going to visit at some point. Right. What would it be, and where would it be, and how would it look like, and how? Yeah, all those kind of thoughts that you go into your your head when you when you go into it is like I wanted to do that and just see what what does uh, what was plausible and what was not plausible, and just keep within what is realistic in 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 a sort of way because it's not realistic to go to another planet right now but Mm -hmm. in time it will be I guess I I think it will be and just I don't know when in 500 years maybe they gotta build a base on the moon right and then launch the rockets from the moon Perhaps I don't know. Maybe from Mars. They're going to Mars in a few years. <laughs> just, 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 just think about that for a second. They're going to Mars. Well, I just feel like that first Mars trip is going to be a shuttle with a whole bunch of dead astronauts. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like it's a cool enterprise. You know, when they talk about just the 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 way that the ships are built and that the majority of the weight is just all the fuel, and mm. it's like if I know if they can do a moon base or something, then they can sort of cut out some of the. It's like less gravity to break through or whatever if they like launch their things from the moon. 
but I'm also not. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to remember where I like uh, picked up this information, but they need a moon base. Damn it! That's the point. <laughs> we need a base on either planet. It's like it's like playing games when we were kids. We're going, you know, the game Dune, Dune two thousand, perhaps Dune two. It was all. I don't think I. Yeah, I never played Dune. You never did. Okay. No. Weird. You can tell me about it though. Well, it's a uh, what the fuck's called now? I can't remember it. I haven't played games in a few years now. But you have a base and you're harvesting stuff, just like you're mining stuff. You're harvesting stuff that you, that you earn your values from, and you can build stuff. And then there's an opponent, and you have to like conquer the the other opponent. But it, it's it's on other planets. You know, like foreign planets, foreign uh, foreign worlds. Oh, Dune. It was like um. It was like Warcraft, like the old Warcraft games. Yeah, just in the future. Yeah, you like mine resources and... Uh... Exactly. And that's very early on. That's like, what, uh, 92, 93, 94, perhaps? I don't know. Here, let's see. It says, Dune 2000. Oh, wait, so was there an original Dune? Yeah, there was a Dune, then there was Dune 2, and then Dune 2000. All right, so let's see here. Because Dune 2000 was 98, according to Wikipedia. mm yeah, you're right. 92 was the first Dune. Dune is a 1992 adventure strategy video game mm. based upon Frank Herbert's science fiction novel of the same name. Yes. Which is Dune. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was science fiction and was, it was a very different uh, place, time, whatever. But the whole science fiction stuff is just really appeals to me and just imagine you being another another world in a future far ahead. Maybe have we have forgotten about Earth, maybe have moved on, maybe just we just colonized other planets to other solar systems and the galaxies or whatever. It's it's just a very it's a cool thought. Yeah, no, it is interesting. Very well, they should try and like colonize Antarctica or something. Hmm. In in preparation. Aren't they always do already do that? Well, I think there's like some bases there or something, but uh, they gotta they gotta like send some people to Antarctica and just see if they can live for a few years before trying to shove them in a rocket. <laughs> that's my that's my advice to NASA. <laughs> I think being in a rocket and being on Antarctica is very different things. Yeah, no, they are, but it's like you gotta you know to prep them for the arduous uh, arduous. I just said arduous. Now, ah, fuck this. Anyways, listen. Let's listen to some. <laughs> Let's listen to some more music. We're gonna we're gonna move forward here to your album. Uh, now I say Aeternus, or is that how you say it? It varies. I'm not really sure how it is. Aeternus or Aeternus? Um, I can't remember if if the Aeternus. Yeah. Aeternus. Aeternus. Whatever you think sounds the most cool. Aeternus. 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 Hmm. hmm. Well, anyways, we're going to listen to a song from that album. Cool. <laughs> I'm not going to make a decision here. This was cool, and this was a more cinematic track and uh, sort of an epic way to start the album. This is Hyperion Sunrise by Dinatron.
And that was Hyperion Sunrise by Dynatron. That one's just kind of cinematic and cool, but it's a... Uh, what, I, what I love about listening to uh, synthwave tracks, and especially these ones that are kind of like the more cinematic ones, is they're just so inspiring to me because they get my brain working, you know, with uh, coming up with like creative ideas and stuff. Mm. And it's uh, cool because I find uh, synthwave is very like visual for me. Yeah. Like when I listen to the music, my brain comes up with, with images. That's the um, whole point, isn't it? At least to me, it is. Uh, music, music is not for dancing. Music is for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because I've never been to, like, I'm not really a dancing kind of dude. No, me neither. But there is something different. Yeah, when I when I listen to music that's, like, just about the rhythm that I get it, but it is, that stuff is more about the energy, and it doesn't do anything to, you know, get my brain working on. No, like the milkshake stuff. <laughs> that's purely for dancing just being on the dance floor in that very moment oh. when you're fucking stupid because you're totally drunk that point that song probably makes sense but oh dude that's fucking cause around that time there was all these it was when Gwen Stefani had like she was doing like solo music stuff mm. and that was like the Bananas song and, and then remember there was like My Humps by uh, Black Eyed Peas and oh like all God. these th- this music that just made me so angry and every time it comes on mm. now it still does like it actually makes me mad sort of and it's weird <laughs> it's like a weird reaction because like I must uh, annoy my wife because if we're like driving <laughs> and, and the radio is on I just can't keep quiet like the second a shitty song starts I just was just like this song sucks like I just hate this <laughs> song so much <laughs> That's the, well, that's the I, kind of I guy feel I, you. I feel I know I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much shitty music on the radio, you know. The, the the national Danish radio channel called P3 that was supposed to be the most popular channel, and it probably still is. And I'm probably out of their target group. Whatever. It used to be good good music, mm-hmm. but now it just fucking sucks. It used to be <laughs> rock. Now it's just like. Yeah, my humps, whatever shit is on the radio now. And and there's so much shitty Danish music as well. (laughs) There's no fucking rock. There's no good pop song anymore. This is just like uh, aqua pop. Just, Just worse. The time. I think that's like that's a global thing that's happening. Like, cause I mean, I mean, that's even happened to some of our local stations too, where they. They were, uh, you know, like a rock station and then they sort of slowly become, uh, you know, basically just like a top 40 pop kind of station but it's just Mm. they still end up playing the same like five songs on a loop and like i guess that's the trick is just if you hear the song 80 times and it just becomes it just gets stuck in your head it just become 80 times as worse yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's nice to know what's going on in denmark as well Mm. i just never (laughs) listen to p3 anymore (laughs) p3 p3 Yes. When did you join up with uh, Blood Music? I wrote to Blood Music right after Agents was out because I wanted the album for a vinyl release, but they immediately turned me down because like, it's, the album is already out. Right. And uh, it's impossible for us to do anything about it because uh, doing vinyl release only... Like vinyl only for, for for a label is just it doesn't make any sense. It's it's money out of the pocket. Right. So they rejected me and uh, but but I sent my my press kit and they got the album and we just like in the mails we just oh, let's keep talking because he 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 wasn't interested in doing Agents on vinyl but he was still interested in Dynatron because you know he, he could hear that it was not bad music at all. So in spring uh, two thousand and sixteen. 
it, we started talking even more, and I think it was in April that we really he wrote me an email, just like, okay, let's let's talk more, and I was like, okay, cool, let's do so. I I didn't expect him to send the contract just like that, but he actually did. Oh, cool! In a few mails, like, okay, let's let's make this work and let's uh, make a contract. I was like, yes, cool, of course, let's do this <laughs> because. I was really happy being with um, aphasia and all, but you know, um, I just I wanted my releases to be physical as well, mm-hmm. CDs and vinyls, especially vinyl, because you know the format is just so cool. It's like the huge cover and everything. Yeah, so there's so much possibilities doing doing the layout, and I really wanted that. And aphasia don't want didn't want to do that, so I had to do something about it. And it was not really cool to 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 leave aphasia behind, but I had to gain. For Dynatron, so even though I I, I still talk to the guys from Aphasia, and um, well, not everyone because some just took it very badly. Like <laughs> you know, like the same stuff happened when 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 Persia Beta signed, and there was some bad talk behind the scenes. Mm. People want to stay true and everything. It's like it was just like Black Muscle in in the early nineties, where when everybody talked about being true or not being true, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to pursue your goal, goals and if you have a, a dream or a vision, of, you got to make some sacrifices. And, and that was a sacrifice I had to make to leave aphasia and, and step up my game. You had to rise to the stars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're going we're gonna to listen to another track here from... Uh I'm gonna say Aeternus. Yes. Uh, this is this might be like my favorite uh, Dynatron track. Uh, I really like this track a lot. This is Escape.
And that was Escape by Dinatron. And that song, uh, that song is awesome. Thank you very much. I uh, fucking, I love that track. I love the melody in that song. I've listened to it quite a bit. When I listen to an album, like, I will pick my favorites, and I'll just pull them out, and I'll listen to them mm. over and over again or whatever. And uh, from Dynatron, it was this track, Escape. I just don't know what it is about that song, but that song fucking kicks some ass. So let's uh, we talk about it. I, th- I think, uh, thank you very much. I'm really happy that you you pick this track because actually even though escape is is on the one of the last of the album it was actually the the, the first track i wrote because mm. i had this idea in mind just uh, escaping from something like the whole point of escaping is it's interesting because what are you escaping from when i compose music there's a lot of visuals in my head some are from alien or aliens and and actually a lot of the time when I was writing Escape, it was it was like the escape situation from like the first Alien movie. Right. And that inspired me. I still wanted to make it my own in a way. So it's not 100% inspired from, from Alien, but it, it is. Well, that's cool, man. I, I just... Uh... I, I like it. I, don't <laughs> I was trying to think if I had anything clever to say. Whenever I listen to people's tracks that I really like, I just I just sit here and I'm just like, and then I I like that part where it goes, like that's all they want. That's my review of the song. Well, I like this part. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the bridge, man. That's the bridge. Well, it's a good part. So you've got some uh, some cool uh, label mates now, right? Because yeah. you're on uh, Blood Music there. There's the old Perturbator and the Terminus and the Ghost and stuff. Ghost? You know, for fun, I pronounce it like Gast. That's what everybody does. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's like a European pronunciation thing when you see G-O-S-T. Because in English, when we see that, we say Ghost as the joke. Like Ghost. Ah. So maybe it's like, so the, the joke is we all mispronounce it. Is the, <laughs> is the bottom line. <laughs> okay. I wonder why he picked the name. I should ask him, actually. Well, maybe, you like, so, you know, sometimes when bands, you know, they come up with a unique spelling for a word, but then they... Maybe he should put like a line over the O, oh yeah, so that people know it's it's pronounced O as ghost. Ah uh, yeah. I was just watching today some dude who's doing YouTube videos where he like reviews synthwave albums. Yeah, and uh, and he called him ghost, but like like not as a joke. <laughs> so I think so. I think some people do actually think it is ghost. Ghost. Which is awesome. Yeah. So have you have you played any like uh, you done any live shows? Yeah, I did. I played three. There was one in, uh, in France at the Dion, the Cincilla Festival. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which, which is where I met Dan Terminus and Gast for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I was playing in uh, Helsinki, also with Gast and Persipator, <laughs> and there was a uh, you know Tommy as well. And then I played in Budapest with the uh, Time Cup and uh, Wave Shaver, and and as I did in Lyon. Also with Daniel Deluxe, Daniel from from Denmark, he's a cool guy actually. So do you have like a like a little synthwave community in Denmark? No. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, well, you could you could no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to think, there's maybe there is a way, maybe there's a way. Uh, yeah, I, I want there to be, but there is. Mm-hmm. We are so few. That it wouldn't make sense to call it a community. 
Right. I know like four artists in Denmark. And, and and one of them isn't really synthwave. Right. I think though it is small everywhere. I mean, synthwave is just this weird community where it seems like there's a bunch of people, but then it's all like, well, there's two people in this city and three people in this one, and yeah. you know, like, yeah. if we were ever to do some sort of like international meetup, it would cost so much money because it would be like there's there'd be so many plane tickets, right? Because yeah. like I said this too. I t- when I was talking to Droid Bishop, I said, you know, if I ever if I ever win the lottery. I'll have a, a sense gathering, and then I'll pay everybody's Whoa. fucking airfare. But that would be like that event would literally cost like fucking two hundred thousand dollars or something. You know, just to, just in plane very tickets. Extre- very expensive. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> extremely expensive. I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a few dudes in Toronto who are sort of putting on like a little synth, a synth thing that I could never attend because of fucking scheduling. I'm always. Mm tempted to try and do some sort of gathering but it would only it would end up being like you know when people have like a group and they just get together in a pub mm. and like drink because it would end up just being like you know like six people would show up and we just drink beer and talk about movies or something that's cool as well that's a gathering isn't it yeah <laughs> wonder what the actual dictionary definition of a gathering is like how many people have to be there for it to be a gathering mm, i don't know earlier you <laughs> mentioned uh your newer album, but you also pronounce that word differently because when I see Rigel, I think it's the Rigel axiom. Uh, that's that's probably the right way to pronounce it. <laughs> I think I pronounce it the Danish way, like Rigel, like the Rigel axiom, and it's probably is that the, how they say it though in, in in like Danish, like that's how it sounds. I have no idea because I I don't talk to anybody that says Rigel or Rigel. <laughs> I think I think your pronunciation is the right one because you're English, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think I'm just saying that because I heard that in like a science fiction show or something, you know, like like we're on to Rigel 7. I feel like that's a Star Trek thing, even though I don't even mm. really watch Star Trek, but I feel like Rigel 7 oh, is that's, a... That's, that's, that's inspired from the same planet as well, so I think the Rigel is the correct way to pronounce it. I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia here, and they're not saying, like, the... I, I don't see the pronunciation thing. No. Because it's talking about what Rigel is, right? It says, also designated Beta Orionis <laughs> is generally the seventh brightest star in the night sky and the brightest star in the constellation of Orion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Nomenclature. Beta Orionis is the star's... Okay, the traditional name Rigel is first recorded... In the Alphonsine Tables of 1252, it is derived from the Arabic name Rajal All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <it's> so, <laughs> so if it's Rajal or Regal, I don't know. <laughs> because it doesn't say us anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it's originally from a Arabic name, so... Perfect. Well, the bottom line is this: we're gonna we're gonna listen to a song from it. <laughs> I'll let I'll let my listeners be the judge. They can tell me uh, they can tell me the correct pronunciation. But I'm, uh, I'm sure somebody knows. People are always very anxious to correct mistakes, so someone will do it. This is a track called Contact.
And that was Contact by Dynatron. And I'm here with Dynatron right now. Yep. Yes. That is me. That is true. That is me. What is the Danish Santa Claus? <laughs> what? The Danish Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, like the, the Danish name? Like the Danish translation? Yeah, because... Um, I mean, I know Christmas was a while ago, but uh, I, you know, I've had like Swedish people on, okay, and they talked about in Sweden, the Santa Claus is called uh, Jultomten. Oh, in Denmark, it's called Juleman. Oh, so it's sort of oh, okay, so it's kind of similar. So, Juleman. Yeah, that's it's, it's like the Christmas man. <laughs> <laughs> Juleman. Julemanen. Oh yeah, come on, Juleman in Historia. What does uh, what does Eula Man look like? Does he look like Santa, or does he have like, a different costume? No, it's, it's totally just like Santa. Okay, Eula Man, Eula <laughs> <Yula> Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those languages, man. They, I love I love all that stuff. It's funny to me. It's interesting to, to hear how people expect another language to sound like, or what it means, or whatever, and like, you're always uh, surprised because it's never like you think it is. (laughs) Well, I think the interesting thing, you know, speaking English, English has a lot of words, you know, and like, they keep just adding words to the dictionary. Yeah, more words, man. We need more words. But I noticed that, too, because, I mean, I was having this, like, my mom is French, and one day she was having an argument with me uh, about uh, saying that French had more words. And I think what she was trying to say was that French had more, like, flowery ways of describing things, Mm. you know, like, poetic ways of saying things and phrases. But I said, no, actually, English has, I think, the most words of any language because every time they invent a new thing, they just make a new word. But other languages, they sort of, they take the words they have and they combine them. What about Chinese? That's a good question. They have so many words. And the pronunciation is just like four different ways. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I got to remember how the, the way that, what I read, the way that they structured the, the sentence. Like if it was a word, because with Chinese, they've got the different syllable sounds, mm. but then they merge them to make different things or hold on I gotta fucking look that up again (laughs) today is a big (laughs) the the, the Dynatron episode has turned into the fucking Wikipedia episode (laughs) but but it's interesting to me because like you know uh, so Santa Claus for example because just like in other people's languages you know so in France it's like Père Noël which is Father Christmas or whatever yes and so it's not just a name it's like they've taken the word Christmas and dad and then this other language you know you do Christmas man or fucking you know Christmas elf or whatever like that's the, <laughs> the wording it's not a new word like Santa Claus means nothing else besides just that guy you know <laughs> that guy okay <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know why I'm still talking about Christmas. It's been it's been months, man. It's it's gone. Um, I don't actually. I don't know too much about Danish. Do you want you want to teach me some Danish swear words? Oh, for fanden, altså det Whoa, okay, hold on. What was that one that had like the F sound in it? For fanden, was that for fanden? That's a, yeah, that's actually um, that's very close to uh, to the Swedish one, like fifanen, fifanen, nah, fifan, fifan, fifan. What does that mean? Like, like, uh, like, fanen, he is the devil. Uh, it's very difficult to translate. It's like something about the devil, like for his cause or 
something shit. What do you when when do you say that? Like when you're mad at somebody, or when you're mad at something that happened, like a situation? Yeah, well, if something happens and you're not happy about it, someone say something, or you're not happy that they do something like that, so you, you use it like stop doing that for Fennin. Now is that considered like a bad swear word? Yes. So like kids will get in trouble if they said that. Uh, probably. What What do you say if you like stub your toe? Like if you're walking and you bang your toe into the wall? Alpha Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that another devil one? Yeah, there's a Satan. You know Satan. It's just plain Satan. <laughs> just do you know Satan? <laughs> So the <laughs> so the <laughs> uh, that's just an awesome sentence. Okay. Yeah, man, you know Satan. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you say is Alphafen, which is out, uh, and then for Satan, it's like Alphafen. Listen to every goddamn interview that Lars Ulrich did. He says Alpha Satan or something like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this Danish accent, even though he has lived in, in the US for like 30, 40 years now. And he's, he still has his Danish accent. It's very funny. I'm going to start saying that. That sounds awesome. Alpha, I fucking stub my t- Alpha Satan! Alpha Satan! <laughs> Alpha Satan! <laughs> no, if, if, you, if you hit your finger or you get burned or you cut yourself or something like that, you say Alpha Satan. That's crazy, though, because is that satisfying? Mm, yes, it is. Okay, because you know the way, like, the English ones are, and they're, they're very uh, abrupt because they're, like, they're very harsh letters, right? So, like, if I stub my toe and I go, like, fuck, you know what I mean? There's, like, a K in there. It's very, like, it's, it has roots in Germany, probably. I don't know. Uh, you know <laughs> I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually one in, in Danish that we use a lot, like Kraftum. Yeah, there you go. That it has the K and the R, and just like yeah, Kraftum. yeah, yeah, perfect. And it yeah, actually yeah, yeah. it says "Let Kraften Ilmai," which translates to uh, "Let the cancer eat me." Um, <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. See, I love all this poetry. Like the, I love that there's sentences. Like, in English, like I said before, because since we just have words for everything, there's never like... I mean, okay, I'm sure there are examples where there are, but for the most part, whenever there's these words, they don't mean anything other than... Like, okay, so you can say the word fuck and you can use it in different sentences to mean different things. But essentially, it's just a bad word. Like, that's mm. that's its only function is here is a bad word and that's it. Maybe old people, you know, they'll have their weird phrases where it's like, uh, mm. man alive. Man. Like, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll just say things like that when, when stuff... Yeah, but even <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Let the cancer eat me. That's <laughs> God. That's so cool. But you know, if, if you're religious, and um, my mother-in-law, she's religious, and she doesn't really like that. I swear a lot, so I kind of hold it back <laughs> because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like kafdama. It's a very bad word, and it's it, it, in a way that it, it really. Um, 
let, let all this shit eat me. So it's it's a very it's a, let the bad forces eat me. It's like it's not very good because when you look at it in a religious way, it's like it's all it's all the stuff that is about Satan that you that you talk about. Actually, it's like the the Satan, the force of Satan and his in his realm. That's that, that's the that's the force, like the cancer stuff, right? So it's it's, it's a very bad word to say, Kafdema. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, it's the same with the the swear words. Because in in Canada, right, like we've got like the French part uh, in Quebec, and that's where like the French speakers uh, mostly live in Canadian French swearing. Mm. Um, a lot of the origins, it's it's the same. It's religious. Mm. It's like the things that they say all mean sort of religious things, and like those are the swear words. I think a lot of the Danish swear words are just like that. They're religious in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. One of these days, I'm gonna have to just do a huge. I'm gonna do research into just the the origin of all the swear words because I find it it's, it's interesting just the different things that uh, become offensive in different cultures. What would you call it? it? That's not Wikipedia. That's like the. The Swearpedia. Yeah, yeah, Swear... Well, maybe there... Does that exist? I don't know. Swearpedia. Because what you just said sounds like it actually is a real thing. Swearpedia. And let me see if it's a real thing. Did you mean Sporepedia? Nope. <laughs> Did you mean Sharepedia? Nope. Okay, we're done. Let's listen to another track <laughs> by Dynatron. <laughs> this was a, another track from the Rigel Axiom. This one was cool. This is a track called Storms.
And that was Storms by Dynatron. And we are back with Dynatron, having a fun time, talking about swearing. <laughs> when you said before, at the beginning of our conversation there, you were going skiing and you were taking GoPro footage? Yeah. Is that something you do as a hobby? Uh, well, I, get, I go snowboarding for a hobby. And then I have borrowed a GoPro a few times to see if we can make something of it and... Uh, so far, it hasn't really been really successful. It's just been small clips. You see the clips that they present on their website. They look uh, <laughs> super cool and everything. And when you look at your own stuff, it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> so, so you mean like you were, you were putting a GoPro on your head? Yeah. Or in my hand. Do you got any funny like wipeout footage of you crashing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and there's several because I crash all the time. So yeah. And we, we drive a lot of uh, free riding, so a lot of powder and stuff. So we, we tumble around a lot of times. <laughs> crash all the time, like the snow in the face and everything. So when you say we, though, like do you have like a buddy that you go with to yeah. film snowboarding stuff? Or? Yeah, I have a guy I've been snowboarding with uh, since uh, I, that must be 2011. 11 or 12. I can't, I'm not actually sure. What was it that made you get into snowboarding? I think it was my brother. It's my, my older brother. He was, he was snowboarding and I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me try that. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was in the 90s and, and snowboarding was just, it was growing, it was becoming very popular. So I mm. wanted to try it out. And um, I never went back to go alpine skiing or whatever it calls. It's like I wanted to do snowboarding because that was cool. All the cool guys, they were they were snowboarding, so I wanted to snowboard. And now, are you a cool guy? Um, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you do you know if you're a cool guy yourself? Yeah, that's a good point. It's more like a philosophical <laughs> question at this point. I'm a cool guy. Well, man, if you. <laughs> well, I figure you know if you got to snowboard. I mean, that's cool. I don't have a snowboard, so no. No, I would be fucking terrible. I would. <laughs> that's the last well, thing I, I had to I, do. I don't do jumps or tricks or anything like that. You just I I ride in, in the in power because that's fun. I don't do tricks. I can't do tricks. Does Denmark get a lot of snow? No, we go to Sweden or Norway or the Alps. Oh, okay, okay. Denmark is very flat, so snowboarding is just like if if you if you're ding and you're snowboarding, you have to travel a lot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, even even here, because we have winter, so then when the snow doesn't come, like, a lot of the mountains will, like, make fake snow. Yeah. <laughs> where they actually, like, have those big machines that, like, make snow to cover the mountain with or whatever. Yeah. Which is uh, interesting, I guess. Uh, but they make real snow. Yeah, like, it's real snow, but it's, you know, a machine shot it out. Yeah, true. I, got it. I don't even know how those work. Snow machines. I, f- I feel. I feel like they have like a giant ice block, and there's like a big saw in the back. No, they uh, you just vaporize uh, water and just blow cold air. That's that's the whole magic stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you spoiled the illusion. I thought there was like a little wizard. I thought there was a wizard inside, <laughs> and they like they throw water at him, and then he like shoots a green laser beam, and it like bursts into snow. Actually, you are not supposed to know, but that's the truth. He's he's the Yuleman. Uh, the Yuleman, but there's several of them. There's one in each cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I think uh, I don't know. I think we're good. Is there anything we didn't uh, we didn't talk about? I think there's a lot of things we didn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything? Is there anything you wanted to say that I didn't? Uh... <laughs> 
why don't you ask me what what's going to happen next? What is what is going to happen next? For actually, how about this? How about we listen to one more track by Dynatron? Yeah, and then when we come back, Dynatron is going to tell us what happens next. This track is from the Legacy Collection Volume Two, which is a cool one. Okay, just so to clarify, the Legacy Collection is is because once you join Blood Music, this was a way of of putting some of your older tracks onto like a new release. But did you make some new tracks for the Legacy Collection? No, but there's actually one that never uh, was never released. Is that Visions? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's the one we're going to listen to. Cool. Because that's the one I picked. I, I listened to them and I'm like, oh, this track's really cool. And I couldn't find the original release that it was from. So I figured uh, that would be a good one to play. So this is Visions by Dynatron.
And that was Visions by Dynatron. And I'm here with Dynatron right now. And I have been... A lot of times when people come on the show, they quickly realize that we don't end up talking about anything that <laughs> maybe they were prepared to. You know, they think... <laughs> I talk very little about music on this show. But um, <laughs> let's let's now turn our attention to the future for Dynatron. Yeah, so we, I just I just finished the Aper... Uh, no, I just... I didn't just finish it. It was finished some months ago, but... It, it just came out and um, it was a bit different when you look at it when you compare it to Aetonus for example it's more atmospheric and this mm-hmm. on Aetonus I, I use a lot of rock compositing like you know there's a chorus and there's a verse and there's a bridge and yeah, uh, yeah. on on the XM EP the, the, I didn't take that approach there is some chorus or verses but it's more like it's based on themes mm-hmm. so it's more uh, it's, it has a lot of more a soundtrack approach, a lot of more atmospheric and uh, ambient approach. Right. And uh, and and people have been. Uh, it seems like people like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good it's it's a good contrast to the rest of the guys on Blood Music. So I thought about doing that more, like for the third album, to be more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And still have those rock tracks, you know, when I pull out the guitar and just shred it or something like that, you know, and and then mix it with some more atmospheric tracks because it really seems and it makes sense to people, right? And that it, it it I can be more in my own spot, like picking my own my own place, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah. Compared to the uh, even like the other artists on Blood Music, like you say, like there is a. There is a difference, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even with the, the the Rigel axiom, and I do notice that that change. But there still is those cool melody hooks, mm-hmm. and those are the things. Even like the track "Contact" was, I think that was my favorite one from that release, and uh, that thing gets stuck in my head. You know, the awesome to play live because it's, it's it's not that difficult to play and I can fucking headbang as much as I want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so one time I was headbanging so much I could feel the keys just touching my forehead like okay this, this, is, <laughs> this is a little bit too much because in a second I will fucking slam my head into the keys <laughs> yeah <laughs> off Satan off Satan <laughs> 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 I can't even do like an impression of that. I just I'm, I want to do like my fake Danish, but uh, I can't do it. I have no idea which which language that was, but it sounded like a French dude trying to speak Danish. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's that's exactly what was happening. That's cool. Well, cool, man. Listen, it was uh, it was it was nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, man. It's been very fun. <laughs> yeah, and it was good to talk to you. I've always been uh, I've always dug the the Dynatron music. So uh, thank you very much. Keep making it. I will. I promise you that I will continue as long as I can. And yeah, man. So you have a you have a lovely Denmark evening. It must be late for you now. Well, it's not that late, is it? No, it's like yeah, ten p.m. Yeah, okay. It's not okay. that bad. I can still grab a beer or two. Yeah, man. Cool. Maybe I'll I'll do that too. It's four p.m. here, but that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Early, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen. You have a you have a lovely day, and uh, and it was good talking to you. Thank you very much, and the same to you. Yeah, man. And fucking make some more music, and then uh, come back on the show sometime. Of course, I will.
And that was Dynatron. Makes wicked music, man. I uh, enjoyed talking to that guy. That was a lot of fun. I was laughing as I <laughs> edited that stupid part about... <laughs> Do you know Satan? <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I just... Anyways, uh, I gotta go because... Um... It is 3 p.m., and this show is supposed to air in about five hours, which means I have to uh, wrap this up. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth, and uh, tune in next time to the best synthwave chat show there is. And if you're feeling frisky, you can even tune in to Beyond Synth. Have a lovely weekend. Good luck. Adios.